0: Hello, you're listening to Voice on the Air, a podcast series brought to you by Voice at the Table. Voice on the Air explores topics that address common workplace challenges and help you to figure out how to grow in your career. Our aim is to give you tips, insights, and ideas so you and your organization can develop and stand out. On each episode, we feature guests who will share their knowledge and advice in their specialist area. I'm your host, Andrea James. You can find out more about me on my profile at voiceatthetable.com. Let's begin with today's episode, where we'll look at authenticity. It's a word that seems to be bandied about just about everywhere we turn. So I hope that today we can cut through some of that clutter and give you some food for thought. And to talk to us about authenticity, we have the terrific Emily Thorpe. I'll let Emily introduce herself. Hi, Andrea.
1: It's lovely to be here. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself, Emily? Yes. Uh, my, my name is Emily Thorpe. My business is called Happy Working Mum, and I'm a coach, speaker, author, and trainer. And my primary goal is to help mums who are working to make their life easier, less stressful, less guilt-ridden, and just have more fun as a mum. Because kids are small for such a short period of time, and before you know it, they're grunting teenagers and <laughs> you've missed all the cute <laughs> stuff, so that's my mission.
0: Brilliant. Um, so what, what is your, your take on authenticity? How would you describe it?
1: Well, I think it's our core and the reason why it's come become so important to me is that I've found, especially working with mums, that we're trying to be people that we're not or trying to fit in and that got me investigating authenticity and kind of looking into it and you can see throughout your life how you're trying to be part of this little group or you're trying to be part of this team or you're trying to blend in at work but actually by doing that you're suppressing your unique qualities and we are that's our gift that we are like snowflakes there's not one single person who's like another And when we suppress that uniqueness, we're not bringing everything to the table. You know, in companies, you're not bringing like new ideas by trying to fit in. You might be suppressing that or um, just your personality. I I just would want to encourage people to be as authentic as possible. There are caveats. It's not always appropriate to be completely authentic, but we'll probably talk about that shortly. Yeah.
0: I mean, one of our one of the things is that we are almost hardwired, right, to want to want to be belong, to want to be part of a group or tribe or mm. fit into our environment. Mm. So, how do we manage the two? Be true to ourselves and also meet that need almost. I, I think it's it's a deep need to want to to be a part of it and be accepted. Yes,
1: definitely, and the the. The thing I would ask people to look at is um, toddlers because before they've been like conditioned to be part of a tribe, they, they just do whatever they want. They are so in the zone. They're in the moment. They wear whatever they want. They say whatever they want. Um, they do whatever they want. And that's like being truly authentic but as you know it sometimes it doesn't work you know you can have toddlers that are very very honest and <laughs> can be quite rude <laughs> without meaning to be and I think as we grow up we learn that you know in order to be accepted we kind of have to fit in a bit if in order to be liked we have to be similar you know I'm experiencing it myself with my boys who are at school you know they have peer pressure and they want to have the same games as other people, they want to wear the same clothes at the weekend, you know, and it happens all through life, you know, when you go to your work, you don't want to be wearing a completely different um, get up to the rest of your colleagues because you're just going to stand out and that could lead to being ridiculed or or even bullied. Um, And nobody wants that, we want to be liked. But there's a fine line between wanting to be liked and being a people pleaser and I think that's where sometimes we get a little bit lost We're we're trying so hard to please that we're not actually pleasing ourselves and you know we are responsible for our own happiness. Nobody else is and this is a really, really fundamental thing that um, we, we expect other people to make us happy and actually it's just down to us. We have to do what makes us happy. And you have to get rid of that whole martyr thing where I'm doing this because it will make someone else happy. You have to really focus on your own happiness, get a little bit selfish, I would say.
0: Right, okay, so what you're saying is it's not about having one face for all the roles that you're in. It's more a case of being true to how, well, you're doing it for your, in a way, selfish happiness, mm.
1: rather than a people-pleasing mm. side. Is that correct? Yes. And we do that? have loads of facets. I mean, you know, we've we've talked about this, I know, before, but when I'm being mummy, I'm one person. When I'm being a wife, I'm a different person. When I'm out with my girlfriends, I'm certainly a different person. And when I'm working, I'm a different person. They're all me. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't be appropriate to have my mummy face on when I'm with a client, and it wouldn't be appropriate to have my, you know, go out for a girls' night out face with my children. So, you know, they're all parts of me, and I think you just um, allow one part to shine more brightly, depending on who you're with. So it's not it's not that we're um, not being authentic. It's all us. It's just mm-hmm. we're multifaceted, like a, a diamond, I guess. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I think it's some of us find it very difficult to. Well, we associate being a good person with making other people happy, mm. and therefore, if if somebody has a, a negative reaction to perhaps us saying no to something, it triggers something in our head that says we are a bad person. Yes. Yeah. And therefore, we try and avoid that. And as a result, we lean towards the people-pleasing and how can I just fit in here and make everybody happy? Mm. And that's hard to maintain for a long time. It is. Um. And
1: it, it starts from when you're a child. If you imagine, you know, as a kid, you're, you're a baby, you're being looked after by your parents. You do the right thing. You learn that if I do this, I get cuddles and smiles. If I... um you know walk across the room you know as a baby my parents will clap or and then as you get older you go to school as i get good results the teachers praise me um, my parents praise me if i do well in football or if i do well in you know um, thinking of a girl sport netball or something my friends will um, congratulate me so you learn that if i do certain things i will get praised and that's great mm. because it you know it inspires you to achieve more however there comes a point where you have to really tune into yourself and say, But what's making me happy? Um, to give you an example, I heard of a girl recently who wanted to do drama, and her parents, I think it was her father, wanted her to do law. So she ended up doing law and got um, anorexic. Now, at some point in her life, she must have learned, you know, it's a learned behavior that. Pleasing her parents was more important than pleasing herself, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's sad. But you know, then her body, you know, her mind and her body has reacted and said, "Look, this is not what I'm meant to be doing. I'm not happy," and yeah. as a result, she got ill. So I think it's we're, we're all aware that we like pleasing people. I love, you know, making people happy. However, it's not at the expense of my happiness.
0: Yeah, certainly. I mean, I, I did not have anorexia, but besides that, I can relate a lot to that story mm. myself. So yeah, it's certainly very, very common, I think. Um, well, can you give us just three things perhaps that we can take away in this very, very short podcast? Um, I know that we, we've got a lot to cover. It's a huge topic. Emily does run workshops at Voice at the Table as well if you want to find out more. But just for today, what three things can our listeners take away? Okay
1: I think the first one is to be a detective and I, I use this all the time with my clients and say you know what do you like and that the film the runaway Blind, uh, bride is a great example of this you know the Julia Roberts film she goes mm-hmm. um she's with various fiancés and she doesn't know how she likes her eggs because With each guy that she's with, they have scrambled or fried, and she's like, "Oh, I like what you like," and she doesn't actually know. And towards the end of the film, she realizes what kind of eggs she likes. And I think that's it. You have to be a detective and say, "What do I actually like? What actually makes me happy?" Because we've been in that mold of people pleasing, and um, you know, you have to sort of just step away and say, "Okay, what what pleases me?" So that would be my first tip would be to be a detective. Um the second one I think would be to start small, you know, just to, when people say can you do this for me or do you want to do this just take a breather and think do I actually want to do this because also it's very easy to just drift into things and you know someone could say do you want to go out to this event and you'll go yeah yeah because that's what you've always done you've always gone yes immediately i would take a breather mm-hmm. and say actually do i want to do this and then if it's no have a bit of courage you know start with small things and then build up and your 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 courage and your confidence in yourself will 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 grow and you'll find it easier and easier to say actually this is what I want today and as long as you're not hurting anyone you're not offending anyone you're not putting anyone out then I think you can put yourself first yeah. um and the third tip I think is to really appreciate how unique you are i mean it's Life is such a precious gift anyway, but you're the only person who's like you. I mean, there's that cliche, I'm going to be myself because everyone else is taken, but it's so true. You are so unique. And I would encourage people to think, you know, I see things differently and because of my experiences, the way you've been brought up, the... The um experiences you've had, the successes, the failures, they've all made you completely unique and just bring, try and bring a little bit of that uniqueness out. You know, sort of bring your head above the parapet and say, Okay, this is how I do it actually, or this is what I like to wear, or this is what I like to say, or this is the music I like to listen to. And just gently bring out your uniqueness because people will love you for it. Yep. Mm. Thank you so much for that.
0: Well, we hope that you enjoyed um, today's podcast. Um, for more information on all the events, training, membership services we offer, please go to voiceatthetable.com. I'm afraid that's all the time we have uh, for today. So do join us again next time. That's goodbye from me for now. And let's uh, say uh, goodbye to Emily too. Bye-bye, Andrea. See you soon. Thank you so Bye. much. you Bye.